0: Today is Tisha B'av, and we know that we have a special avodah to do today. The avodah of being mitabel al Yerushalayim. We have to sit on the floor like one who's sitting shiva for a loved one. The question is in halachot Avelut the halakha is that one only sits shiva on a shimu'a kirova If they heard about the death close to the time that the person passed away. However, if it's a shimu'a hoka, if the death happened a long time ago, then we do not sit shiva for that death. We know that the Beta HaMikdash was destroyed almost 2,000 years ago. So how could it be that we have a halakha to sit on the floor and to mourn the destruction of the Beta HaMikdash if this is a shemo'ah rechokah. This happened so long ago. So evidently we see that obviously hurban is something that happens over and over again. I believe it was mentioned by Rabbi Pachi before, the Chazal that says in the Yerushalmi, called Dor any generation, a generation that the Bet HaMikdash was not rebuilt in its times, it's as if that generation actually destroyed it. That means the way we have to perceive it is as if the Beit HaMikdash actually existed. And our deeds and our actions of today brought the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. In other words, we have to see in our world, United States of America, 2023, how the destruction of the Beta HaMikdash manifests itself in our world. And how our lives could look different. And we have to come to the realization and understanding that we can no longer tolerate the spiritual destruction that we live in. And we yearn for a change. That's the big Avodah that we have sitting in front of us today. So I'd like together with you in the short period of time that we can speak together To try to outline somewhat of a direction and an understanding How to approach this Avodah that we have today But I have to give you some fundamental principles In order for you to understand what I want to tell you They're deep, I will try to make them clear And Bezat Hashem will all grow from this The first thing we have to know Principle number one Is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Had a plan and purpose with this world And that plan and purpose was That this should be the kingdom of Hashem And everybody in this world Should recognize Hashem As we say in Roshana kol paul ki Ata pealto kol yitzur ki ata yitzarto VeYomar kol asher BeApo. Hashem Elokei Yisrael u Malchuto B'kol That's purpose of creation, and in those words that I just told you, it includes the nation of Israel Because in order for the world to recognize Hashem as the King, Einod Mobado, Hashem has to rest the Shechina on Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael through Am Yisrael. That's where the recognition of Hashem in the world comes through that nation. In order for that nation to have this special connection with Hashem, the nation has to be different than every other nation in the world. This is very fundamental to understand all our tests in life and all our avodah. A Jewish people have to be fundamentally different than every other nation in the world. Now one of the differences is we say in Tefillah that the Jewish people is am ehad it's one nation. That means even though in your eyes you can't see this 100%, but this is a spiritual reality. We know that the world there is scientific realities, fire burns, gravity these are scientific realities. Spiritual world has realities, even the scientific realities that we see in the world are only in a manifestation of the spiritual realities. There's a spiritual reality in the world, and that is that Am Yisrael is really one person. It's like one person with different limbs. And the reason why we have to be this way, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more, I'm just setting up the sugya for you. The reason why it has to be this way is because Hashem is Ehad. And Hashem will only connect to Am Ehad. So principle one, number one is that the Jewish nation is by definition one and each person, even though he has different personality, he has different life, he has different things, each person is only a limb that is functioning as part of the unit. Which I'm going to explain to you in a minute. That's step one. Step two. In order for Hashem to connect to a nation, the nation has to be elevated. They have to be holy. They have to live for a higher purpose. They cannot be living a materialistic, self-centered, narcissistic type life. Impossible. They have to be dovuk bo You have to attach to him. That's aboveness. You have to be able to be living a life which is a higher purpose, which is above oneself. Those two things are necessities for this nation to exist. Again, unity and kidusha. These two things are necessary ingredients. Now, third point. Cloud Yisrael does not have a root in the world of nature, in the Kochavim and the Mazalot. That means that Kalal Yisrael lives on a miracle. The miracle of our existence is the fact that we are attached to Hashem. And therefore, if this attachment between us and Hashem becomes severed, if we become disconnected, then we no longer exist. We melt away, we, we assimilate amongst the nations of the world, we lose our identity, and ultimately we can we'd be destroyed if we don't maintain this connection. Okay, so again, just to get clarity here. There's two things we need. That's our identity. Our identity is that we're one nation and that we have a higher purpose in life. We live an elevated lifestyle. By doing so, that allows us to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If the connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu would be severed, then our lives would fall apart. Now I want to bring out a little bit of Gemara to show you this concept. Everything we do in life revolves around this. And all our success is dependent upon this. This is a Gemara that says, it's a very profound Gemara. The Gemara says, talking about marriage, and it says, Ish ve'isha shechina shiruya benehem," Which means as follows, the way we spell Ish in Lashon kodesh is Aleph shin. The way we spell a woman in Lashon Hakodesh is Aleph Shin He. So Aleph Shin is the same. The letter that's different in the man is a Yud, and the letter that's different in a woman is a He. Yud He, you put them together, you have Shekhinah, which means that the best boy in the yeshiva, the best, best guy, doesn't stop learning, daf, and even, no matter what, his connection to Hashem is very limited. It's only a Yud the best girl in the world. I don't care who she is and what she does. She can pray and do chesed and emuna and you name it. Her connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu In marriage, you take the kohish and you take the kach and what do you do? You bring shechinah to the home. Which is the source of all the nishamot that they're going to bring into the world. As the Gemara says that every child has three partners. The father, the mother and Hashem. They're involved, they're in partnership with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and this house has Shekhinah. That's the Gemara. Then the Gemara continues and says something that's extremely difficult to understand. The Gemara says, Lo If they did not merit in their marriage to have Shekhinah, the yud wasn't there, then Esh, their marriage, will be fire. There will be Shalom Bayit problems. The family will fall apart. Destruction of the home. Why? Because there's no Shekhinah in the home. Now to me, that's a very difficult thing to understand. 90% of the world has marriages without Shekhinah in them. Marriage is a relationship between a man and a woman. There's uh, psychologists have a lot to say about it. Marriage counselors have a lot to say about this. There's a lot of chokhmah in it. And you can have a relationship. The relationship, what does it have to do with Hashem? You want to tell me... That you have to have Hashem in your marriage and that's a plush, that's added. Okay, I understand that. But it says in the Gemara that if a Jewish marriage doesn't bring Hashem, then the relationship itself can't exist. It's impossible for the relationship to exist. Now what's the understanding to that? Because Am Yisrael is not regular people. Regular people live in a way where there's no Hashrat HaShechina. Our lives are a different life. The point of the life is connecting with Hashem. Why you get married for? You know that it says in the beginning of the Torah, which reveals the purpose of creation. Bireshit bara Elohim tashamayim v'tareitz. Bireshit bara it grammatically is not correct, so it should either say Barishona bara Elohim tashamayim v'tareitz or Bireshit akol. What does it mean? Bireshit bara Elohim. So Chazal say B means because of. Because of Reshit Bara Elohim et Hashemai what's Reshit? Reshit is Israel, the Jewish people, and Reshit is Torah. Meaning, getting married, having children, raising them up, Torah is the purpose of creation, and therefore the reason why it's purpose of creation because that's how Hashem's mission in the world comes to fruition. With a nation that studies and keeps the Torah and connects to it. That's why you get married. You didn't get married for yourself. For your own personal benefits that you, you wanted, you dreamed of. Or you read about or you saw somewhere or somebody convinced you. It's not the purpose. Of course, if you live the, the house that brings Ashraat al then it's the most beautiful place in the world to be. But if the purpose of your home wasn't Ashro Sashkinah, then it doesn't have an existence in the planet it doesn't have. And that's the general idea which I'm trying to explain to you in general. Now, now that we understand these fundamental principles, and like I explained to you before then, the spiritual world is spiritual realities. So the spiritual realities are that the Jewish nation has to be one. That is only possible according to the laws of nature, spiritual nature. That's only possible under certain circumstances. First of all, the Jewish people have to live in the same place in Eretz Israel. Eretz Israel itself is an environment that builds the Jewish people's closeness. Akhdav, it builds the spiritual energy of the Jewish people that they should live elevated lives. Just like a fish can't live outside of water. He needs the environment. In the spiritual world, there's an environment that's necessary, that's called Eretz Yisrael. And the fact that the Jewish people have to live together in Eretz Yisrael, doing what? Going to the Bet HaMikdash, having one Kohen Gadol, one Mizbeach, that unifies the nation of Israel. It's a deep and long subject, but it's clear from many Chazal, that the Jewish people, even though we are unified in a spiritual nature, we are connected to each other, but since we live in this world, it has to manifest itself in a real behavior. And that real behaviors of unity has to come out through the Beit HaMikdash and the Mizbech. That's why it says in the Mishnah, Masechet Avot, that Aharon HaKohen was, Oheb Shalom, VeRodev Shalom. et haBiriotu so the Maral asks, he says, where does it say that in the psukim? You have to have a car. You can't just mention that as a matter of fact that Aharonah Kohen is Ohev Shalom, Verodev Shalom, Ohevet Abiriyot, the the where's the source? And the Maral says, because if he was the Kohen Gadol, then the job of the Kohen Gadol is to bring unity in the Klal Yisrael through the Avodah, through the Mizbeach, through the, through everything in the Bet HaMikdash, And it was to bring the people to an elevated state that they could be shalom with Hashem, like it says about the, about the, about the To bring a connection with Hashem and the Jews. If that's his job, then it presupposes he's that kind of guy. Otherwise, you're not fit for the job. That means to be a Kohen Gadol, you don't only have to be a Kohen, and you don't only have to be a Tami Hakam, and you don't only have to be a holy person, you have to be a person that's, otherwise, you're not qualified for the job, because that is the what goes on in the mishkan and in the Bet HaMikdash. And that's why the Maral explains, that Sinas is what destroyed it. Because it's not possible to have Bet HaMikdash, and a connection with Hashem, as long as people are not getting along with each other. So now, if we're not living in Eretz Yisrael, if we're mefuzar U Ben ha'amim, we are spread amongst the nations of the world. We don't have a Beit HaMikdash. We don't have a Mizbech, and we don't have a Kohen Gadol. So according to the laws of nature, there should be zero existence of the Jewish nation at all. Impossible for us to exist. There's another thing that makes it impossible for us to exist. Like I told you before, if we lead secular lives, and I'm going to explain to you in a minute, we'll see how much time we have here. If we lead secular lives, even if we keep the Torah and religion, but we live a secular life, I'm talking about in the fundamentals, and we don't live the life for the higher purpose, and we're not connecting with Hashem in our lives, then we also have no existence in this world. And the problem is that when we live amongst the nations of the world, we have something called Shibul Malchiyah. Shibul Malchias means that we are subject to their culture. They are the coveyor of the culture and the philosophy and, and how people think and behave and do things in this world. So we live here in the United States of America, 2023, and uh, all the liberalism and everything else that we all know about, that's having tremendous impact upon us, and it's affecting our connection with Akadosh Baruch Hu. So according to the laws of nature, we really have no way to survive. It's a special miracle. The fact that we survive in Galut is a special miracle. That Akadosh Baruch Hu says, I will go into Galut with you. And I will help you survive it. But we need to understand it. Why are we here? And Hashem put us in a situation which is unnatural Impossible for us to succeed He has to come himself into the galut to help us out Why are we here in the first place? So this you have to get this clear to understand We didn't even touch what we need to do yet But you got to know the background information To understand how to approach So the idea is like this Like I told you before Hashem had a plan in creation The plan of creation it could have happened right away if Adam had he shown him before the sin and Ganesha would have did the right thing. But after he sinned, in order for this plan to take place, it has to develop. The way you have to try to understand it is a person is born a young kid with a lot of potential. He could become a great person, but that potential has to develop itself over a lifetime. It's not something that's going to happen right away. And what's going to help him develop that potential that he has? That's all the tests of life that he goes through, the the trials, the tribulations, the resistance, the difficulties, that's what builds a person, that's what takes a person from his potential state to his actual, to become a great person. Kala Yisrael has to develop as well. Kala Yisrael doesn't just come into the world, it has to develop. We started off with the Avot, we went into the Shabbatim, we went into the Seventy Nifashot, the we went into Mitzrayim. We went through the Qur'ah Barzel of, of Galut Mitzrayim with developing something. Something has to be developed. This nation, that's one, and they behave as one, and they live an elevated, higher life, higher purpose, connection with Hashem, that nation needs to be developed. And that development has to come through tests. Now, tests, there's plan A and Plan B. That means the Jewish people, let's say in the time of the first Bet HaMikdash, they were tested tremendously in this concept, if they can live a life of kedusha, Tested tremendously. And I'm going to explain the tests in a minute. They were tested tremendously with that. And that's where they failed with Gilui Arayot Shefichud Damim and Avodah Therefore, they had to go into exile and the test had to be Changed in order to bring out the greatness that they have to develop. The same thing in the second Beta Magdash where it says Sinat they were tested with it, and then they failed the test and then had to go through a galut to fix that thing. But the way I'm explaining it to you, I don't know if you understand the oymek over here, the way I'm explaining it to you, it's not that we were perfect, we fell, we fixed, we go back to what we were. It's not that, no. We weren't perfect yet. We had to develop this Ahdut. We had to develop this Kedusha. We were tested then. We could have developed it at that point. We didn't develop it. So now we're going through Galut in order to develop it. That means at the end of the geulah, what comes out? A better person that went in in the first place. The process of goal is to build people, is to make people. That's the idea. Mashiach is going to come. Where did Mashiach come from? Mashiach came from two thousand years of avodah. That's where he came from. He's produced. It's not something that happens by accident. It's something that's produced. That's what the Gemara says at the end of Megil, at the end of Makor. That Rabbi Kiva saw the fox going out of the Kodesh Kodashim and he started to smile or laugh, whatever it was, because he says, "I see the development of Mashiach taking place." That means the tzarot and the problems and the nisyonot of galut develops Mashiach. So what we need to do is to sit down and understand the sins of the Jewish people from the time of the destruction of Beth HaMikdash and understand it in the version of 2023 United States of America. Because if that's what we're trying to build, you have to go into the Oymik. We're trying to to build an Am Echad that lives a higher purpose of a life. By doing that, it makes a tikkun. That tikkun brings the Mashiach, where it's going to come out in the most clear way possible. And really, it's a gemara. The gemara says this in Masechet Berachot. The gemara says, "Kol b'Torah," which I have to explain you each thing by itself. I'm just showing you the overview and the math of the sugya. "Kol b'Torah." Anybody who is oshek b'Torah, oshek b'Torah doesn't mean you learn Torah. You know how you know what osek means business. You know how people go to business? They eat the business, they sleep the business, they dream the business, they, they it's the center point of their life, the business. So means if your learning it becomes your business. It's something you think about, something that becomes the center point of your life. Your osek baturah. And you pray with the tzibur. Hashem says, Ma'leal Hashem, ki ilu pidaani. It's like you redeem me amongst the nations. It's like a miniature geulah in itself, and that's the method how to do it. So now let's try to take the sufi. Okay, I hope it wasn't too much chesbun for the oil. here. You know, not everybody here is used to hearing a shir, but this is the chesbun. Okay, so again, just to make it very simple, very simple. Galut itself tests two things. It tests the unity of the Jewish people. And once the Jewish people are not unified, it's very dangerous, it's like a body. If you cut off a limb, after a few days it's going to disintegrate, it's not going to exist anymore. So we are testing the unity of Klal Yisrael. The second thing is it's testing the Kiddushah of Klal Yisrael. Now, in each generation, that test manifests itself in a little bit of a different way, and it's our job to figure out how to overcome that challenge. Okay? So let's just go into one thing for a second. I don't know if we can handle everything today, but let's try to think about something. So the first thing it says in the first Beth HaMikdash, in the first Beth HaMikdash they had Gilui Arayot. Now, Gilui Arayot is something that is the polar opposite from what Kidusha is. Hidushah means I live an elevated life. I live a life for a higher purpose. What's the higher purpose like we mentioned earlier? What is the reason why there is a relationship between a man and a woman? What is it? It's because we're going to build a family and we're going to bring children into the world and we're going to raise them up to Torah. So that is the epitome of selflessness. The natural desire that people have to get married and and create a life for themselves does not look anything remotely like the way a Torah life is supposed to look. First of all, nobody's getting married before 35 years old. He's already financially stable and mature. They're not looking to change or to do anything. He's mature and the woman is mature and they're financially stable and they live together for a couple of years to make sure it works and then they get married and even the natural desire to have a child is maybe one or two and that's it. That's not Torah. Torah tells you When you're 18 years old, that's the real age you're supposed to get married. We don't do that today, but that's the age you're supposed to get married. You take two children, two kids, 18 years old, 16 years old, 22, 21, whatever it is, they're kids. Immature. They don't even know themselves yet. And they're not financially stable. And they're young people. And Hashem says, don't worry about it. You have a home to build. And you have to learn how to grow and work on your midot." and bring children to the world, and my Shekhinah is with you. It's totally unnatural, our whole marriage system is totally unnatural. Because the point of the marriage system is, I'm bringing Shekhinah to the world. And if I'm bringing Shekhinah to the world, I'm going above my own self. In order to create that unbelievable shalom that's required to have a Shekhinah in your home, you know how much Midot you have to work on? And you can only work on those midor if you get married young. Because when you're already 35 years old and you're set in your ways, very hard to change. The ta'avot are tremendous. If a person waits to a later age, he falls in ta'avot like crazy. So the whole point of the marriage is Kedusha. That's what we say by the wedding. That's the wedding. That's the marriage. And then, not one kid, not two kids... We build families. That's selfless people to do that. The tremendous amount of pressure that parents put upon themselves in order to bring children to the world and to raise them and to grow them. That's an act of giving. That's aboveness. Kedusha. The purpose of this relationship is Kedusha is the purpose of this relationship. This is aboveness. And you could only have this type of philosophy if you understand that there's a bigger Plan and purpose in the world. There's a nation that needs to be built. There's a development of Clarissa that I'm part of. There's a Mashiach that we're trying to reach. Why else would I do this? Only if I believe in the higher, in the, in the higher purpose, which is Emunah and Bitochin The whole foundation of the marriage is built only on Emunah and bitokhin. You can't have a marriage without that. It's impossible. Because that's the fundamental of it. And that's the Kedusha of it. When a person goes into the world of Arias, what he is doing is, he's going into the epitome of selfishness. He's totally taking himself away from the cloud and from the mission. It's complete selfishness. And that's why we know that there are certain averot that are connected with Arias, where a person is just... Bringing pleasure to himself where there is no purpose coming out from that. And that is one of the worst sins possible. Why is it so bad? It's so bad because it's fundamentally flawed. Because you're the purpose. You are the purpose and your pleasure and what you want is the purpose and nothing else. It brings no benefit to the tzibur whatsoever. It doesn't bring a benefit to society. It doesn't bring a benefit to the purpose of creation. It's only self-indulgence. That is the Tumah of the highest Tumah, Shaykh and Betzias. And we have to know that in the United States of America, the Tumah of the United States of America is in such a way... That the human being and his feelings and his ta'avot and his not are so important and must be met and must be felt and it creates such a reality and even has rights that people have to shtel too. You know what shtel too is? Am I allowed to talk Yiddish and That The whole world has to be subject to your craziness because this is the way I feel. This is my Tava, and I can come out of the closet, and I can be proud of it, and you have to hire me, and you've got to take my kid into your school, and you have to to me, there's no better way to say it, I'm sorry. You have to steltzut to me, because of me, me, you know me. The individuality is so strong that there's no such concept of connecting and belonging to a tzibur, a higher purpose, living for something bigger than you, impossible. That's what the technology did to us, the technology did that to us, we have a device that has to serve us, serve our will, serve our ta'avot, ASAP, when we want it, how we want it, we don't want to socialize with people, are you kidding me, I have to get along with my class, I have to get along with my brothers and my sisters and my brother in law are you joking? I have a machine, on this machine I have a social network and I isolate socially with the people that love every single thing I say and all they do is compliment me and agree with me wow, that is perfect for me and for a human being today to tolerate for a second the uncomfortability of his will being met it's like murder I don't want to open your eyes to things that you may not be aware of but there is a tremendous amount of Hilul Shabbat going on with young people with the cell phones from religious families. Because Shabbat afternoon is as long as the Galut in the summertime. And the kid doesn't know how to open a Gemara. So he's bored to death. And his attachment to this phone is unbelievable. So it's not that the Peshad is that he doesn't have Yirat Shamayim and he doesn't want it; he wants to Shabbat. The pain of that his will shouldn't be met is it's excruciating. It's impossible to bear that pain that drives them to do that avera. That's what we deal with. That's the selfishness and the razon for our taiva to go forward. And therefore, Rabbi Asher, I'm sorry. The speaker before ended ten thirty. I'm just going to finish this thought and let you take over. Okay. So I want. I want to say like this. So you know, I know today. There is a lot of people doing a beautiful thing, trying to bring awareness to Shemir HaTenayim. That people should watch their eyes. Because the world is full with peritzut, endless amount. And therefore, this is the Gilui Arayot of today's generation. It's on the phones, it's on the internet, it's on the streets. It's horrible. And we have to bring awareness to Shmirat HaTenayim and to tell people how to guard themselves where they watch their eyes, and other forms of behaviors of our eyes. Now, it's a good thing, and it's an important thing, but it's not touching the point. It's not the point. Because if you are a behemoth, and then you tell a behema to watch his eyes, how many times can he watch his eyes? He's still a behema, Which means, the human being has to change. If you don't have a and b'tahon. And you don't live life for a higher purpose. Your life, I'm not talking about specific action. What is your life about? If your life is not about the higher purpose, if you don't have Kiddush in your life, if you're not looking to become part of a greater entity and break your own self, then what is it going to help you to watch your eyes? How many times could you watch your eyes? Your whole being and your whole essence is about my pleasure and what I want and how I feel and I want to feel right away. And then controlling myself becomes a burden. on you And then for 10 minutes you watch your eyes. It's big sky. You go to Umar, but don't get me wrong. But we got to hit the root of the problem. The galut that we're in. The United States of America, what it does to us is, is trying to ruin the concept of unity and That means it's trying to create individuality. It sounds very liberal. It's unbelievable. Self-actualization. I want to become what my dreams are. I want to develop myself. It's all about myself. Everything is about myself. It's a dangerous tum'ah that comes up even in a spiritual way. I'll give you a quick example and i got to end now. We find... I'll give you a story. Quick story. Okay? There was a great rabbi, his name is Rebarch Kaplan. I actually got to know him a little bit, he was not well, but I got to see him when I was a bochor and learning at South Wolfsburg. Rabar Kaplan, he was the rabbi of all the Beis Yaakovs. His wife was a student of Sarashnera, he was a big Rosh Hashiva of Beis Yaakov. But originally, he was a Magid Shiur. He used to say Shiurim and Teravadas a very chash of a job and then they approached him to become the rabbi of the girls' school now as far as positions are concerned that's a downgrade in case you don't know this guy's like a rosh hashiva he's a magid shir he's giving shiurim and now they tell him listen go take care of the girl school so he goes to Rabaran Kadla and Rabaran Kadla tells him there are other people who can give shiurim too but there's not other people that can take care of the girls' school. You go where you're needed by the tzibur. Now that's a very deep point. Because the point that we're trying to say is that we are one, we are a tzibur. So where does my individuality come out? My individuality has to be forced out of me and what is needed by the tzibur, not what's better for me. Uh, better for me, it's more kavod for me. I could probably get better shaddukha for my kids if I'm a I could walk around like a who knows what. That's better for me. I could develop my talents. I could ve- develop my thoughts and learning. I can, you know, I have nothing to talk to. I talk to the girls. I'm I going to tell them about pshat and the toys. I can't do that. So over here, I have a way to develop myself. It's not about you. It's about the tzibur. And what the tzibur needs, that has to, that's where your personality will go into what the tzibur needs. And it could be a scary thing. That a person could be oseq, batora, b'mitzvot, Give hasadim. that's what it says in the Gemara. And still his insides, his midot, are corrupted. And everything that he's doing on the outside, even though it looks good, is all fake. It's shaykh. It's shaykh. And this is a Zohar, this is not me. The Zohar says, that the Meraglim, they didn't want the Jewish people to go into Eretz Israel. Because if the Jewish people go into El they're going to become huge, massive people. What's going to happen to my job? I have now a kolel. If every guy in my kolel becomes a Rosh Kolel, how am I going to teach? That means a guy is teaching Torah. He could be a guy like me standing up at the pulpit over here screaming, We need to bring my we have to do better da and at the same time I'm thinking, Oh, I hope Tisha doesn't it comes back next year because where's am I going to get a podium, you know? That's possible that a human being could be like that. That's the danger of the Yetzirah. If you don't go deep into the Yetzirah and understand that you have to acquire and live a life of Kedusha, to live a life of Hashem's plan and purpose in the world, then you're bankrupt. And for each person it comes out in a different way. We need to start to get to the core of the problems. We see the symptoms. We see all the symptoms. We see the attachment, to the, 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 the addictions to the phones. We see the, the, the Shabbat. We see all the politics. We see the fighting. We see, we see everything. We see the Shombai's problems. We see all the problems between parents and children. That's the symptom. We need to go into the uimik. And the only way to fix that is what the Gemara says. In the right way understand the value of tibur, I don't have time to explain all this to you now, then we touch the ghoul. Yes, we have a lot, a lot of tests. And it's on purpose that we have those tests. That's how we make the tikkun. And b'ezat Hashem, we should do the avoid, We have what to think about. You're going to hear classes all day today. You're going to give tremendous amount of ideas what to think about. And b'ezat Hashem, we should all grow from this tisha v'av. Amen.